Oh, man, oh, man. If you're wondering what that is, I was too. It's a song that, you know, you know how you go down those deep little uh, wormholes of YouTube. I was looking up some retro songs and then they have like those two hour playlists where it's just all of these retro records. And um, I found this one record and it's called Summer Breeze by Rain Sword. And majority of the song is kind of trash. But that one little, you know, I don't know what you'd call it if it's a hook, a bridge or whatever, but that shit is catchy and it's stuck in my head. He's tall, he's dark and a ratchet. Welcome to episode 15 of the Tall, Dark and Ratchet podcast. I'm your host, Marcel Williams, and it's been a blah kind of a week. Um, The good news is got my brand new camera. Whether or not it decides to time out or not, we're all going to test this all out um, right here, right now. I've got my application over here. I don't know if you can see from there, but I can see myself and it looks a little bit yellow. So hopefully it doesn't turn out that way. But uh, this week, I mean, I was kind of hoping that we'd get some updates on this whole Tory Lane's Meg the Stallion situation. But it seems like Tory's been mum to the entire situation, so we don't have any new updates in regards to that, but there have been some new narratives that have been popping up. And of course, you know, people get bored. They try to speculate. Hasn't really been all that much going on in the news as of late. So of course, people are trying to make up their own scenarios as to what may have transpired of the night in question. But now this video has resurfaced. It's Meg the Stallion in 2015, speaking about how she was in an abusive relationship and how she was actually taken into custody after beating the brakes off of her ex-boyfriend at the time. So I'm going to play a little small clip of that just so we can kind of get up to speed as to what everyone else is talking about. He tried it really one too many times because you only got so many times to push a real bitch. (laughs) So the nigga had it coming. It just so happened that when I was ready to give it to him, (laughs) the motherfucking police pull up when I'm punching. (laughs) So the motherfucking police jump out the car, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Um, why God, I just found out this nigga had a baby. Now the police are here and now it looks like I'm the aggressor. And now like, I just look like the motherfucking bad guy. So the So yeah, so this is like an 11 minute video taken from her IG live from 2015, which people are resurfacing now. And it brings up the question of um, when it comes to domestic abuse, rarely do we ever see women as the aggressor. Now, again, I'm not going to start this off by saying exonerate Tory. He's a free man. If he shot the woman, listen, he's got what he's got coming to him. But all I'm saying is that it does bring up a, a good point as to um, whether or not men are ever the victim in these domestic squabbles. And, you know, you can look at it from different sides, right? Where you're like, okay, well, men typically are larger than their counterpart or their partner. So there's a, a bit of a physical advantage. But in this situation, yo, Meg, Her name is not Meg the Stallion for no reason. She's a large lady. And if ever I had to square up with her, it wouldn't end well for me. I'm just saying. Uh, But speaking of fighting, Mike Tyson 
and Roy Jones Jr. are jumping in the ring on September the 12th. Now that's exciting because both these guys are in their 50s. Mike Tyson just reached 54 years of age and Roy Jones Jr. I believe is 51. Now what makes this interesting is that Roy Jones Jr. has only been retired for a couple of years now. He retired in 2018. Meanwhile, Mike Tyson hasn't fought since 2005. Now Triller is the one who is going to be paying for the exclusive rights to stream this exhibition. Now, they paid north of $50 million, according to this article from the CNBC. Um, now, they're also going to be doing a 10-part docu-series that's going to feature exclusive footage of the fighters leading up to the match, releasing two episodes per week. Now, that's going to be super interesting because, I mean, obviously coming off of uh, the Last Dance docu- docu-series, which was 10 parts as well, um, if it's shot even remotely as close to that. It'll be really cool to see because I mean, from the clips that we're seeing from uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., like they both seem like they're both in phenomenal shape. And it's just kind of cool to see that these guys are in their fifties and are still in physical condition to, to be fighting. Now, of course, some people are, you know, I think um, George Foreman, but what does he know? I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't boxed in God knows how long. That guy's been doing grills for, for for as long as I can remember. So, but he was saying how he's concerned about their physical health. And I don't blame him. When you're 50 and you're taking hits like that to the head, I can't imagine it being all that great. But um, it's going down September the 12th. How much are these guys getting paid? You might be asking. I'm asking the same thing, and I don't seem to be able to find the answers. I know um, they're probably going to be making a portion of what Triller is. Um, is, uh, is, is paying for the rights. I don't exactly know how this, this works. I know, um, Mike Tyson is accustomed to making hundred million dollars himself per fight. So, um, I can't imagine him making that much, but you never know. I don't know how this all unfolds, but I'm going to play you guys a clip of, um, Mike Tyson pretty much just, you know, trying to get into Roy Jones Jr.'s head a little bit. There comes a time in life when a man has perfect clarity, and that moment for me is now. Stronger, faster, and more in tune with my mental and physical abilities than ever before. And that's why I have agreed to fight Roy Jones Jr. on Triller, September 12th. Triller is the perfect platform for me to partner with because it embraces all colors, races, and beliefs. And because it allows you to show the world who you are and where you can do you. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing me, and it will be the most epic event of the decade with Triller as my partner in stage. There's a frontline battle, and everything's on the line. And it will be something that you guys will never want to miss. And I hope you participate. Well, there you have it. He hopes you participate. Now, if you're not familiar with Triller, the application, it's very similar to TikTok in that, you know, it compiles these small little quick video edited clips um, alongside music. Um, the big difference obviously is TikTok's massive success. They're valued at roughly 110 billion as to uh, Triller being around $1.5 billion. But there's some pretty notable um, Triller investors, including um, Snoop Doggy Dog, who we're going to talk about shortly when it comes to this versus um, also Pitbull Future and former basketball star Baron Davis. Now I'm more of a fan of Triller anyways, because they seem to be a little bit more urban inclined, if you will. And I don't know what's going on with TikTok, if we're officially banning it and trying to get it the fuck out of here or not, but I deleted my account because I'm not trying to be surveilled. It's bad enough. I got a little, you know, webcam in my laptop. If I'm over here pleasuring myself, 
I'm already, you know, got a little bit of reluctance, all these devices around me. Who's watching me do what? When? So, you know, just be mindful about, you know, you never know who's watching. Which a friend keeps recommending this this movie Voyeur, and I'm definitely gonna check it out. It's like a documentary about some guy who literally just rented out uh, or or purchased a motel for the sole purpose of just creeping on people. Um, can I relate? No. Do I like to people watch? Yes. Not to the point where it's so intrusive, where you know somebody's bathing. But then again, it's like I don't know if you know how people always like, oh, if you could have one superpower, invisibility wouldn't be the worst. I'm just saying, I mean, you can slide into a bank, slide out undetected, grab the funds you need. And, you know, sometimes you can just chill by the pool and see your favorite film actress just sunbathe. Not saying that that's what I would do. I'm just saying the option would present itself. Um, But let's let's jump into this DMX versus Snoop Doggy Dog. They had themselves a versus. And of course... Got to give a round of applause for the culture, but I missed it. Of course, I recapped it because they do post it on the, the Versus TV Instagram page. So if you also missed it, you can definitely go check it out, which I did. But I was out on a boat, you know, enjoying the nice summery vibes. You know, I'm in Kelowna. The mountains are nice. The water is beautiful. It was like 32 degrees on Wednesday. So I was like, yo, I'm just going to chill on the boat. You know, I had a couple of friends just basking, sipping my H2O because I'm still, you know, living that sober life. But um, time slipped me. And by the time I got home, it was essentially the after party where these guys were freestyling. And uh, similar to, I guess, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., what I think makes it a little bit more interesting is that, you know, Mike Tyson hasn't been in the ring for 15 years. So is he going to have that rust? Is he going to be as sharp? Of course, you know, the age alone is going to be something that's going to be weighing against him. But I don't know how it's uh, it's going to unfold when you've got, you know, 15 years of just pure, undiluted, crusty rust on you. So we'll see how that goes. But um, the freestyling at the end of this versus battle, you can see Snoop Dogg is still sharp. You know, he's still on his one, two three into the phone, Snoop Doggy Dog. And then he, you know, he just bounces and flows and just, you know, he's, he's not stale. He's still been putting out records, been jumping on features, putting out all kinds of reggae albums, religious albums. So, um, DMX was a little bit rusty when it came to the freestyle and you could tell that, you know, the whole environment was just kind of off putting for him. Cause it was just him, Snoop Dogg, the camera streaming. They had, you know, uh, the DJs playing the tunes back and forth for them. So, after I got a chance to watch the verses, finally, it was definitely entertaining. And I called it. I knew DMX was going to start things off with a prayer. It just wouldn't be fitting otherwise. Um, but, you know, just like the, the early predictions, a lot of people said Snoop was going to be the one to take that. And I think uh, it was essentially unanimous by the end of it that um, Snoop Dogg, you know, put on the, uh, the better playlist performance, if you will. But regardless, everybody wins, which is a cliche to say like, oh, yeah, you know, the culture wins because we got to see this versus. But it was just good to see DMX healthy. Was he in shape? No. But was he healthy? Yes. Um, they actually made a joke at one point where Snoop was saying, he's like, yo, if you take your shirt off, I'm going to have to take my shirt off. DMX is like, no, if you take off your shirt, we're going to look like the number 10. Because Snoop, of course, is as skinny as the number one and DMX is as round as a zero. So I thought that was kind of comical. Now, you know, we're just segue master over here. Speaking of freestyles, 
there was a freestyle that didn't really land all that well this week, which is um, Smoke Perp. Now, I'm not a huge fan of these mumble rapper guys or whatever you want to box them into. Um, but, you know, Smoke Perp has a couple of records that I can listen to that I'm like, all right, this is cool, whatever. But like a lot of these guys aren't built for this freestyle element, right? I mean, they're really good at creating melodies. They're really good at um, you know, following the trends and seeing what's hot and jumping on that and, and making that work. Not everyone can freestyle and smoke perp showed us that this week because I see this video on YouTube and it says 40 minutes of fire. So I'm thinking to myself, damn, this guy must've tore it up because you never know juice world. May he rest was one of the greatest freestylers. I mean, he could go for an hour straight and it was, um, you know, off the top of his head and it would, it would flow nicely. So I'm like, you know what, let me give this a, let me give this a chance. Let me give it a shot, right? Let me just hear what smoke perp has to say in this freestyle. And of course this clip went a little bit viral. So this is smoke perp freestyling on, um, another deceased rapper, XXX tentacion, um, who is, was friends with, uh, smoke perp before his, uh, untimely murder. Um, is there such thing as a timely murder? I feel like I'm just kind of contradicting myself there, but before he was slain. Um, so here's smoke perp freestyling over moonlight, which is a beat from XXX tentacion. And I mean, you be the judge, but didn't do too great. Yeah. Yeah. Moonlight, spotlight. I don't even really want a spotlight, uh, but it really put me in the limelight. Uh, not around and then I want a spotlight, uh, and I got that uh, new pipe. Uh, what I want to do with this new pipe? Uh, got a desert eagle and it's Fortnite. Uh, uh, play it like it's Fortnite. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. In the moonlight, in the spotlight, uh, I don't really, really want the limelight. Niggas put me in the motherfucking limelight. Niggas put me in the motherfucking limelight. You can move me under motherfucking limelight. Cause I really, really, really want to blow pipes. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Low bird really go, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, hold on. Yeah, so that was uh, Smoke Perp rapping over uh, the Moonlight instrumental there. And it just kind of reminded me of um, Melly, who's Meek Mill's cousin rapping. So I just typed that in there. So I got distracted for a quick second there. But um, I don't know if you guys remember that. That was easily one of the worst freestyles ever. You know a freestyle isn't going too well when the guy just starts humming. You know, rather than just continuing with the bars... So hold on, let me put on this beat real quick here. Yeah. Moonlight. Mm. Uh. Moonlight. When it's limelight. When it's time right. Moonlight. Limelight. I don't really want to go suck pipe. Wait, hold on. That's not what I want to write. Right, right. Hold on. Suck pipe. I don't know why he said he want to pipe. Something like... I don't know what he's doing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You just not everyone can freestyle. See, I'm not a great freestyler, but you know, I'm not going to go on Tim, Tim Westwood TV and rap for 40 minutes straight. But again, you know, there's some drugs involved. This guy's, you know, maybe not in the right state of mind. 
so he's uh you know doing his thing let me try to find this um it's omeli i think is what it is that's why i'm not finding it here yeah here we go i don't want to play this okay right here omeli the greatest freestyle rap in history With. I ride around with wall gats and clips. Mm. I chop shit, pop shit, pop a bitch a crib. I got him, spot him, red dot him, hot him, hot him. Fuck it, let's have a party. Bad bitches sip lean and pop mollies. I don't pop mollies, niggas, I pop hollows. Pussy nigga, mm mm, I know. I got on gold headphones, gold chain, gold on my wrist. If you ain't getting money, boy, you lame. Oh, hold on, I actually got that soundbite somewhere over here. Psych, that's the wrong number. Bruh, like anytime a rapper goes, <clears throat> got him. It's like, bruh, not everyone should freestyle, especially if you're like, a, okay, so smirk perp, smoke, smirk perp, smoke perp is already somewhat of an established artist, right? So, I mean, he can go on there, flub up. He's still got his diehard fans. They're still gonna, you know, just ride or die for him regardless. I mean, like, oh, you guys, you guys took it out of context. You know, he had some hitters in there. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. But O'Melly, it's like you're already past the prime of a rapper. Like old Melly's like pushing on 40. And, you know, rap is a young man's game. There's a few anomalies like uh, 2 chains, but even he was, you know, he was duffel bag boy prior to the whole 2 chains resurgence. So when you're seeing a guy like O'Melly, who you may not have heard of before, and you're like, oh, what's this guy got to say over here? And then out of nowhere, he just quit. I ride around with wall gats and clips. Mm. I chop shit, pop shit, pop a bitch a crib. I got him, spot him, red dot him, hot him, hot him. Fuck it, let's have a party. <laughs> Fuck it, let's have a party. Dot him, got him, dot him, rod him, bang him. It's like, bro, you sound like a lizard. So yeah, that wasn't a good look, but it's very humorous. Nonetheless, I got a good chuckle out of it. I haven't seen that in a while. This was right at the height of, I think, the Drake and Meek Mill beef. So everyone was feeling super confident on both sides. So, you know, him being a dream chaser, he's like, just let me go up to Sway in the morning and drop some fire on him. And he was trying to put out some, some records. But yeah, all that to be said is that freestyling ain't for everybody. Leave it up to Snoop. Um, all right. So this, I just wanted to just bring up just because, um, or actually hold on before we get into all that. Let me, let me see. Do I even have a ratchet of the week this week? Let's see here. And this is how light of a week it's been. I think O'Melly should get ratchet of the week for that fuckery that we just seen there. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So we do have a ratchet of the week, so let's get into that right now. Let's get ratchet, 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 let's get ratchet. All right, so ratchet of the week this week, it's a controversial one. So there's a rapper who goes by the name of 40, what is it, 42 Doug. Now I know nothing about this guy. The only reason I even heard of him now is because it came up of this little bit of a scandalous story surrounding him. 
So now 42 Doug allegedly, because again, we don't have the facts on this. I wasn't there to witness this act, but he has a bar and a song where he alludes to having given his landlord fellatio in order to cover the rent. Now, to each their own, I'm not here to judge, right? I mean, you gotta get by, you gotta get by, but it brings a bigger topic. But following that lyric, he has since been dropped from Lil Baby's label, which is 4PF. Now, I don't know what that stands for, but either way, he ain't a part of that label anymore. So it brings up the question, how much money would it take for you to put another man's pipe in your mouth? Now, I don't know if maybe I hang around the wrong people, but I feel like this conversation has happened once or twice in the past. Now, would I do it for rent? No, I don't think I've ever been desperate enough for rent where I'm like, come on, I'll suck your dick. And then I think my landlords in the past have been female anyway, so I don't know how that would really go over. But the question of, well, first of all, there's two things that come up with this. There's the one, like how much is it adequate for you to, you know, perform such an act on a complete stranger? But the other question is too, is that, is it wrong for little baby for having kicked him out or dropped him from his label for having a line that was, you know, a little bit sus, if you will. Now, obviously with hip hop, there's still these underlining homophobias, right? I mean, there's some people who you know, they still don't think that um, it's appropriate in hip hop. Now, nah, that's a whole other can of worms. And I'm not here to crack that, that thing open. I'm just throwing that out there. But back to the matter at hand here. If I had to put a price on it, right? Because I feel like um, any guy who says um, that they wouldn't go down on another man because that's gay well, they're not wrong necessarily, but for a price, I think you have to th- remove the act and just think about it as like, you know, how much would you, if somebody offered you $500 to kiss somebody's elbow right now, you'd probably do it, right? So yes, it's an organ that has a lot of, you know, comes with a lot of baggage, a couple of nuts, but everything has a price. And I'm not going to go here and quote a price just in case there's some wealthy dude out there just waiting on the moment to get my sweet lips to wrap around his eggplant. But I'm just saying everyone has a price. And I think we need to get over ourselves and say like, ah, you know, I would never, I'm going to just say, you know, if somebody had a a briefcase full of millions right now, that would cover at least a couple of years of therapy for me to have to try to, you know, dig deep and figure out what my real deep seated issues are that led me to that in the first place. But either way, I think it's a conversation that, you know, people need to have amongst themselves just to be like, you know, how much would it take for me to put a piece in my mouth? And I don't think that it makes you a homosexual to have done it once if there was a monetary exchange. If you're doing it for free because you enjoy it, yeah, that's your that's your lane. But if you're just some dude who's offered a once in a lifetime opportunity where some dude is just like, you know, here's a briefcase with you know, $5 million. Now just put this piece in your mouth. And, and another thing too is how long is this guy lasting? Because if I'm the guy giving up the money for a wood suck, listen, I nut real fast. So you might be getting yourself a great deal. 
it might be a two, three minute situation. So, but if we're talking like, bruh, you got to put some blood, sweat and tears and like your head's, you know, sweating, your nose is leaking from just all the fluids and shit being exchanged. Is this too gross for you? I don't give a fuck. These are the things that cross my mind sometimes. Uh, speaking of millionaires, um, unfortunately, Regis Philbin has passed away at the age of 88. Aww. So may he rest in peace. If you grew up watching uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or Regis and Kelly, um, then, you know, this probably hits you a little bit more. Um, 88. I feel like you've lived a nice life, though. I mean, a lot of people don't get to see um, past their 80s. And I've already said myself, if I reach even anything close to that, like I'm thinking like 70, I'm doing all the narcotics. I've earned it at that point. I'm doing everything. I just want to try it just to see, you know, let me get a little piece of that serotonin, that dopamine, see what's really good. Um, all right. Now back to Kanye West, because um, this guy loves to just be in the news. Now he was supposed to have dropped an album on Friday. He just released the album artwork and um, looks like an album. But have we heard the album? No. Um, so Kanye West, of course, if you've been following along, first bit of news was he did the Forbes interview, right? Forbes interview had a lot of takeaways, a lot of crazy takes that he had, his opinions on um, abortion being a big one. Um, you know, uh, didn't really have any actual presidential policies or anything in place. He just wanted to redesign the White House. Um, that followed by his first presidential rally in, I think it was South Carolina or North Carolina, one of the Carolinas, where of course, you know, we spoke about that last episode that was off the Richter. He went left, right, center, back over again, did a couple backflips and, and sipped a, a bottle of water, but that had a lot of, um, nutty takeaways, but then he goes on to Twitter and he goes on these crazy Twitter, Twitter rants. And I don't want to say crazy to dismiss that he is somebody who is potentially going through a bipolar episode. I'm just saying some of the things that he was, he was saying were very bizarre. And um, he was tweeting out stuff like Kylie stinks and um, Chris Jenner is Chris Jong-un, which makes her daughter Kim Jong-un. And Kim is trying to, you know, 5150 me. And um, they'll never put, make my daughter's uh, pose for Playboy. And like he just went off and off and off. And then there's now rumors swirling around that him and Kim have been looking to get divorced for a while. I'm just seeing this stuff and I'm like, none of this is our goddamn business. We don't need to know what's really going on at the West household or what's not going on at the, the West household. They're saying that he hates his marriage and he hates Kim Kardashian, but then later on issued out another statement apologizing for all the things that he said about Kim because he loves her and, and so on. So it's just like, how much of this is our business? And then now they're, they're saying that Kanye West has been hospitalized for anxiety. Um, he's had Dave Chappelle come and visit him. Justin Bieber and Dame Dash also just came to visit him. I just hope that these people aren't just going there for some photo ops and some clout, if you will, and that they genuinely care about his well-being because this is a man that is clearly sick and it always seems to happen around album time. And now some people are speculating that, well, there's two different ways that you can look at it. There's always two sides to the story. One is that 
he makes better music when he's off of his medication. And then that's why, and that's what explains these ramp ups that he seems to be having while trying to deliver us a, a body of work. And then there's the other side of, um, you know, the speculation that he does all of this attention seeking narcissistic stuff just to garner attention for his album. Can they both be true? Maybe, but we don't know. And then uh, I really just, you know, hope that everyone keeps Kanye West in his prayers. I know some people are saying, well, he's a billionaire. He's got, you know, what problems can he have? Well, no, mental health doesn't matter how wealthy you are. It will affect you. And, um, you know, he's clearly not himself. And it's unfortunate that his only family is the Kardashians. So hopefully um, he seeks help and gets it. Because again, if Kanye doesn't want help, he's not going to get it. Um, All right. So now Logic has retired from music. And I could care less. Was I a Logic fan? Nah. Will I be running to listen to his album that he just dropped on Friday? Ain't nobody got time for that. Now, um, here's my thing with Logic. Do I think he can rap? Yes. Do I think he should rap? No. Not everyone who can rap should rap. And just over the weekend, I was playing around because I was, you know, bored. And I had taken a Vyvanse. For those of you who don't know, if you have ADD or ADHD, you will take Vyvanse. It's very similar to Adderall and it'll kind of help you hone in and focus on things. However, I took it at around 4 or 5 p.m. when you're supposed to take it in the morning. And then I didn't sleep until about 8 this morning, which means I slept for about two hours. So all that to be said is that I was playing around with some vocals. I was like, listen, if I was to pitch up Drake and then pitch down some of these more nasally annoying rappers, what would be the difference? And it's very fascinating to see. And I'll probably end up putting out some sort of hip hop conspiracy video out in regards to this. But when you take Drake's voice, his voice tone, he's a very tolerable voice. So regardless of what he's saying, yes, he can rap. And yes, he's you know a wordsmith, if you will. But if he had a, a bit more of a nasally tonality when he was rapping, Arabic thing, Tommy, I look like Yusuf, look like Hamza. Like it wouldn't be as entertaining or as tolerable to listen to. And I think the same goes for some of these other artists that I'm seeing put out music and like, you know, their raps aren't that bad, but their voice tone is just trash. So to me, I'm like, you're never going to make it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but unless you consistently, you know, drop your your voice down like three, four pitches, you're just not going to sell because people can't tolerate listening to that kind of piercing sound. And I'm not, you know, an engineer. I'm not a producer. So I don't know you know, much about, you know, the decibels and the the pitch shifting and all that kind of stuff to really articulate this because it is a whole different world and entity. But just as a consumer, I can tell you that there's a lot to be said about how someone sounds on a record. When you hear Rick Ross on a record, oh, you are flyer than a seven seas. You just got that very like, you know, it just it, it's almost an instrument in itself where it's this baritone, bassy kind of instrument. It just kind of floats and navigates on the track. But then when you hear some people, like, I don't know what it is about logic, but it's just, it doesn't translate audibly to me where it's like, yeah, he can rap really fast. He can put a lot of big words together and he can, you know, do all the things that, you know, debatably that Eminem could do on a, on a record. 
but do I want to hear it? Nah, it's just something about it just doesn't hit. And he's had some songs in the past that I've really enjoyed, but you know, not everyone who can rap should rap. Um, just to show you how slow this week is, Nicki Minaj is pregnant, pregnant, and that's the news, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna bullet through these little pointless facts here, and I want to, you know, go on a deep dive about um, just some real life shit. You know, instead of talking about all the celeb shit all the time, let's you know talk about you know things that make us tick as human beings. Um, first thing I'm gonna say here is that, yo. If you are in Kelowna and you're listening to this right now, stay the fuck at home because these numbers are wild. I've been talking about it week after week ever since Canada Day. These numbers have been skyrocketing and I keep seeing people coming from out of town. I know at least a handful of people from Winnipeg here right now today. I know at least a handful of people from Edmonton here right now, today. And people keep congregating in these house parties, these boat parties. They keep going to the big restaurants, the wineries. And nobody's wearing masks. And now you're wondering why everyone's getting sick. I woke up with some sniffles. Granted, I'm chalking that up to the fact that I hardly slept. But if I got COVID from one of you wild out-of-towners... I'll not be impressed. So stay at home, please, people, even not for yourself, just for all the other seniors out here roaming around, not trying to catch that Rona. Wear your masks. There's fashionable masks. I got a really snazzy mask. If I step out, I'm going to put on that mask. Um, But it's been six months now since the first case was reported in Canada. We were doing good. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got a little bit of room and now you're wilding. And guess what? Now the comedy clubs shut down again. So there's only one comedy club here in Kelowna, um, which was already tough to try to, you know, weasel on and get some stage time because it was only functional Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And now it's shut down again. And I was going to go to this uh, backyard comedy show tonight, but because I got a little bit of the sniffles, I think it's best that I stay my ass inside. Um, and, you know, COVID is, is, uh, is affecting everyone. But in the States right now, Joe Rogan made an announcement that he's going to be moving to Austin, Texas. He's, um, and if you think about it logically, right, Texas hasn't been that rampant with their um, COVID cases. So for them, they still are able to, have comedy shows. And I think Rogan's already done a show out there or whatever. So he's going to be actually packing up his stuff and sliding out there. And of course, people are like, wait, 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 if Rogan's going out there, well, how are we going to get, you know, to get onto a show? So there's more people who are sliding out there. Elon Musk is talking about going out there. Joey Diaz, another stand-up comedian. Theo Vaughn, another stand-up comedian. I think, and this is maybe just a little random hot take, that Chris D'Elia might also decide to go to Texas or somewhere else anyways. Because when you think about where his scandal um, really kind of blew up, it was in Hollywood, right? I mean, if you're going to be a stand-up comedian, an actor, your shit is all over the place over there. So I think for the the sake of just kind of attempting to lay low, because we just spotted, somebody spotted him going to CVS and, you know, there's paparazzi everywhere. 
even during a pandemic. So I wouldn't be shocked if Crystal Lee and a couple other people just decided to slide over there, just kind of let some heat lay low. Tory Lanez might be hiding in Texas right now as we speak because we haven't heard from him since this whole thing broke out. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's all going to play out for for everyone involved, but um, there's definitely some people who are trying to make that that motion over there. Um, and I don't blame them. I mean, uh, I could see, you know, the the first stand-up specials that we see this year coming out of a place like that and and more people who want that clout who want that rogan exposure they're going to slide out there too because they're not going to be able to just you know be in la and be like oh let me hit up rogan and see if i can get on there it's not going to be the same uh same thing anymore now as much as i hate talking about this guy i feel like it's important to to note that this is um something that's also going on is that um takashi rat 69 has just made a deal for $5 million um, for a streaming deal. I don't remember if it was Twitch or somewhere anyways, where he's um, he's got a, a one-time deal for them to stream his album for $5 million. Now, what makes this interesting and worth bringing up is that he is allegedly going to be off of his house arrest soon. Um. Now, what that means for his safety, I don't know. But I think if he keeps getting these little payouts for these one-offs, whether it be streaming um, a music video on an exclusive platform or an album on an exclusive platform or a concert on an exclusive platform, he might not need to go outside. And if I was Takashi, I wouldn't have ratted. Maybe. I don't know. It's easy for me to say because I wasn't in that situation, but... If I was Takashi, I would be saving all of these funds that I'm making from these one-off deals. And then I would just, you know, pay to have my whole appearance changed. I get all my tattoos removed, cut my hair off, maybe get a nose job or something and, you know, go about living my life, raising my, my child, you know, living my girlfriend and uh, just going to some, some tucked away island. Now, I don't know if that's what he's intending on doing or if he really feeds off of being the antagonist and the villain and the underdog or whatever. Um, so maybe he constantly needs that that fix. But he's been you know, fortunate to this point to be able to, one, get out of prison and get onto uh, a house arrest for the remainder of his, his, uh, his sentencing. And he's still making money. So he's just got to be wise with it and tuck himself away. Do I still think that something's going to happen to him? Yeah. If he keeps acting the way he's acting, where he's roaming around, giving up his location and he knows people want him. Um, yeah. I mean, things might not end well for Daniel Hernandez. All right. So now obviously, uh, you know, when you're on Vivance, if you've ever taken it, you sometimes go down these wormholes that you don't expect to go down. So now I couldn't sleep for the life of me last night and decided that I would creep through my old Facebook messages. Now, my Facebook account has been around since 2009, 2010. So I was scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And it's interesting to see the amount of interactions that you've had with human beings over the course of you know a decade. Now, I haven't been active on Facebook. You know, it's not really the uh, the application of choice these days unless you're over the age of 50. But 
my account was used for promotional use for the majority of its existence. So when I first started that account, um, multiple promoters would use my account just to blast off these messages because they're like, oh, you know, young, attractive, you know, a personable guy. If he's reaching out being like, hey, come have your birthday party here, then it'll be a lot um, better received. So I was kind of going through some of these messages, like these mass messages that I was sending. But then there was some messages, too, that I received from my radio days of people being like, yo, you know, play this song, shout out to this person, um, so on. But then there was some messages where, you know, people were mean. So for those of you who don't know, I went by the moniker Marcel No Sex Williams when I first got into radio in 2011. 2011, I took a vow of abstinence for the year. It was a New Year's resolution and I started up a blog. Um, and when I would go on radio, I'd be like, hey, it's Marcel No Sex Williams on whatever the station was. And some people were like, yo, change your name. That shit is whack and would get real hostile. And those, I read this one conversation with this one girl who's like, yeah, well, enjoy your radio salary. And I'm like, listen, I know I'm a broke boy, but you don't got to rub it in. It's just mean. It's just rude. But anyway, so as I'm scrolling through these conversations, I stumbled across some girls that, you know, I used to have a crush on. And then you start to wonder, and I don't know maybe if I'm the only one who, who does this, maybe this is the voyeur in me, but I like to check up on, you know, I know Drake probably does this shit. He's always talking about checking up on his exes. Um, but I went and creeped. I went and did a little bit of research to see, you know, where some people were at in, in 2020. And it's interesting. A lot of people, you know, have aged very well, which I was um, surprised by and um, happy to see. So, you know, I'm going to give a round of applause to anybody who's aged gracefully. Because, you know, uh, the same thing can't be said for everyone. You know, uh, some people where, you know, Father Time just Tory lanes you in the foot and you didn't really look. You know, that's sweet after, you know, time is, has glazed over you. But uh, yeah, anyways, all that to be said is that you should definitely go through your Facebook messages just because, you know, sometimes you just need to take a little trip down memory lane. So if you do have a Facebook account that's old and dated, cruise through that bad boy and see what you might stumble across. Because I definitely found some people that I completely forgot about. And there's also some people going back to uh, how I got into that little Twitter rant uh, or Twitter beef or Twitter cancellation with the whole city of Winnipeg a couple of weeks ago. It's interesting to see some of the interactions that I had with some of those people prior. And it kind of makes a little bit more sense where, let's say I had curved or ghosted somebody, not, you know, in an intimate way necessarily, but just, you know, if they maybe wanted a, a shout out and I didn't give them the shout out and they held on to that shit for, you know, eight, nine, 10 years. And they're like, oh, we're finally canceling this fucking guy. Is this guy even relevant? It's like, you remembered me, bitch, because I see you all up in my Facebook messages. Um... But yeah, you know, lead with kindness. There should be no hate in your heart. Unless, uh, you know, you're just some bitter, disgruntled person over the f fact that, you know, some light-skinned dude curved you on Facebook 10 years ago. So J. Cole dropped some new music. Is it great? Mm. Here's my thing with J. Cole. I like the guy. 
he can rap. So he's okay. If we're going to bring the whole J Cole versus logic comparison, some people might even argue that logic can rap better than J Cole. Is he a better rapper? Of course not. But somebody could argue that in terms of the skill set of, you know, speed and um, wordplay and whatever that, you know, logic could potentially be better at those things than J. Cole. But J. Cole just floats on a beat very nicely. Now he put out two records, one of them called The Climb Back. The other one I believe is The Lion King on Ice. Now the climb back, a little too long for me. It was like five something. And in 2020, anything over three and a half minutes, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to listen to that entire record. It's too much music coming out for me to have to digest through all that, unless it really, really slaps. But that was not the case this time around. Do I like the record? Yeah. Does it have a lot of repeal value? Mm, not so much. And Lion King on Ice, three minutes, 30 seconds, entertaining enough. You know, you could bump that, you know, out and about and it still kind of goes, but yeah, I'm looking forward to his album. I really hope there's a little bit more of a balance and that it's not all preachy stuff. And cause I felt like his last album was a little, you know, he's talking to the kids a lot and it was a bit much for me. Um, okay. Where are we at here? 46 minutes. All right. Let's talk about some, uh, this has been a fucking light ass week. I almost wish I got Rona. No, I shouldn't say that. Let me knock on wood. But um, I feel like it would have spiced things up a little bit in my life. I could have given you guys the whole breakdown as to what it really feels like, even though I'm pretty sure I already had that shit in February. But yeah. Um, Yeah, I I think I'm done. I need to go to sleep. I might move to Texas. That'll be some interesting shit for you. Uh, I need to get my visa in order, but either way, um, hopefully some, some exciting stuff happens this week. I want to start talking about a little bit more, um, you know, just the dating world and, and, uh, you know, things that, that affect us all as, you know, young adults. Cause, uh, my sister finally got put onto, uh, the book modern romance, which I've been quoting on forever. And it's just interesting seeing how we all kind of navigate this world um, looking for these significant others and trying to apply the same methods and, uh, ideologies that, you know, previous generations used, And it's, we're not going through the same shit. Do you know how many dating apps there are right now and how advanced they've become? Like, first of all, hinge, if you've never used hinge before, that shit is like, they had to take it a step further. They were like, listen, the swiping left, right. Yeah, that's cute. But we want you to get to the point where you find something on that person's profile. You have to now try to get as crafty as possible and create, um, some sort of, uh, a dialogue between them. I think my camera just died. Well, that's good to know. 46 minutes and that's a wrap. Well, anyway, so that's a sign to, uh, to wrap this up because I'm rambling. So um, check me out on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Cast, all that fun jazz. And um, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe, share it with your friends. And I'm going to see you next Monday. Peace.